So this parsha is actually full of so many different ideas. It's fascinating. Again, the parsha you have the, the paraduma, which lends itself to tremendous amounts of machshava, um, because, like as I'll say, it, ha- it has these these aspects of it which seem to be contradictory, etc. Um, um, but right afterwards, we have Mrs. Miriam. So Rashi brings up what's the connection? Why is Mr. Miriam connected to Paraduma? Just like Kerbonus and Mechaper, Mrs. Sadiqim is Mechaper. So uh, just, just, just to talk to that a little bit. So why, why I mean, Chazal make the Drosha. So how does that work? Uh, so there's, obviously there's some camps that all Kaisa is one unit. And there's a, there's a law, anytime you have Tsar, Tsar acts as a, a Kapora. So a person has uh-huh. so as overall has a tsar, etc. Um, Dasser takes it a little bit, takes us a little bit fat further. Um, he said the that uh, the Gemara says that Misa Sadikim is a is a, is a greater loss to Klayisol than the Kurban Beis Hamikdash. So he says why. Because every time it, it sort of happens to Klai Yisrael, so you look to the tzaddikim to give you direction what you're supposed to do, how you're supposed to address the problem. So the tzara has a purpose because it helps you cor- correct or address whatever issue. So you're focusing on this issue now because of the, the tzara. So the tzara acts as a corrective measure. But imagine the person who can give you the formula of how to, what to solve the problem is taken away. Now you have, now you're really messed up. Right? Mm-hmm. So the Dibba gives a marshal um, about there was a city which they had this plague and uh, they sent for this big doctor who, who had medicine and knew how to administer it which would be able to save the people's lives. Um, uh, he's traveling to the city and he goes through the forest, etc. So he's stopped by these highwaymen and the bandits and they take all of his per- everything that he has. They open up it's just these bottles and stuff like that, etc. They crush it, they crash the, the bottles, they smash it, etc. He says, no, don't do that, don't do that. He says, yeah, well, what do you care? Etc. He arrives to the city. Everybody says, like, you know, everybody lines up, they're waiting in line, you know, to get this, this medicine. He says, I can't help you. So the first guy, this guy says, what do you mean you can't help you? We, we, we want to pay good money. He says, I can't help you. And he looks at the fellow who's yelling at him about the money. It, it was the highway, it was the leader of the bandits. He says, you destroyed it with your own hands. You, you, you complained to me? Right? So when, when the, the source of the solution is taken away, right, then you're really, being, really in trouble. So he says, so what's, talk, what, so what's the solution at that point in time? So what is the solution at that point in time? How do you solve that problem um, of, uh, of, so he says that even without the, madr- the, the hadracha of the, of the tzaddik, deep, deep down a person knows what he has to do. Right? But, it, it, but it's only when a person is truly willing to 
be honest and do it lishmor. So it forces you to do it lishmor because as long as there's other considerations, that's going to fall by the wayside. That's why you're doing it. But because there's the situation, the pressure, the issues, etc. But if you really, really, really want it, Russian promises, you're not. You're going to find a way to figure it out. So it's how do I know? The Gemara says in the Dorim that. Um, um, that that um, the, the, the says, Why was the land lost? Because they left the Torah. So Moore says it means that they weren't Baruchah B'Tarot Tchilo. The Moore says more than that. The Moore says that the Torah was Nishal the Nevi'im, Nishal the Chachamim, and below Prishua. Achibar Kodesh Baruch and Prishua. So the Chachamim couldn't figure out what the problem was. The Nevi'im couldn't figure out what the problem was. So Kosh Baruch explain what the problem is. So it means here was a here was a avera which was so minor or not obvious that the Levim couldn't figure out what the problem was. The Chacham couldn't figure out what the problem was. Kosh Baruch had to explain what the problem was. So how do you fault the people for doing something wrong which all of their leaders felt it was okay because nobody could see the problem. So he says, you see from that Gemara that even after the nobody else can figure out the problem, deep down you can figure out the problem if you, re, if you really want to know. That's what Dessa says on that point. Okay, so that's, that's one thought. So Miriam, Miriam uh, passes away and therefore Klaiso loses the water which was given to Klaiso in Schuster Miriam. Klaiso then starts to complain that lack of, for the lack of water. Um, and then we have the story with Moshe Beno. Is there any Kabbalistic understanding about Miriam and water, or a woman and water? Um, is there any Kabbalistic understanding about women and water? Who would be the source of water? Yes, there is. Um, um, there is a lot of it. Um, the main point about see water is a fascinating thing in the 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 world of Machshava and the world of Kabbalah there's a concept called Chermer and Surah which is used multiple times so Chermer and Surah is Chermer is being the, the it's, it's really you know Greek philosophical concept you have the materials that, which are used and you have the form which is placed upon them, right? So you have the, the, so water is considered the quintessential chamer. Water has no form to it. It conforms any shape wherever you put it in. Um, it's more than that. Um, all de- decomposition takes place in the presence of water. Oh, that's true. So it means that water is what takes everything and just makes it back into being, takes away the form and puts it back to just being its, its, its elements. So water is the is the chaymer in that sense. Um, the other hand, water is something which is life-giving and life-sustaining. So in the Kabbalistic thought, the male is considered the, the tzura and the woman is the chaymer. Um, there's a certain... The, the, the foundation, the basis, is the woman... But the one who's going to give it, going to shape it and give it, give it function and purpose, 
is is the man. That's how the the masculine feminine relationship works in Kabbalah. So the woman is the is represented by by the concept of water. Right? So it, it's life giving, life sustaining. The other hand, it doesn't. It's not a fully. It's not fully developed. It's just chaymer. It's, it's something which. Um, so that's the connection over there. Okay. So, um, so Rashbeinu was faulted. So there's a, there's this beautiful piece of, from the um, the Kliyakar. Kliyakar goes through um, ten different explanations of what the Chet was from the Rishonim, and each one says the other one is wrong. So Shiva used to point out, like, you know, if you have ten explanations, even says the other one wrong, that really means none of them are pretty obvious. Right? You know, you can't you can't pinpoint exactly what the Vera was. Because you see, well, he's a no, no, it wasn't that, it was this. He says, No, it wasn't that, it this, it was that. He says, Well, it wasn't either of those, it was that. Like it, it would be an, it would be it would be something which was glaring. Everyone would agree. We would agree. Right? So clearly this whatever it was was something which was a for Mashabeno's Madrega, a minute deviation is significant, so therefore he's punished very, 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 very stringently. But Yisoyday, the ver itself was a very, very fine element of, of, of mistake. Um, so um, the Rambam says that the the Avera was the pasuk says the Mosharino got angry. It wasn't the fact that he. Uh, hit the rock is the fact that he got angry and he hit the rock. So uh, from a vantage point of, of anger, so Chazal say when a person gets angry, he loses his chachma. When a person is in a state of anger, he's not in control of his mind. He's not thinking rationally. So the root of the problem wasn't, the root of the problem wasn't, the Rukhar the Ramam, wasn't the the action that he did? It was the fact that he came out of losing his equilibrium. Um, so I, there's a fascinating Gemara in the Dorm. The Gemara says that that a person is kolakoyus is coming to Gehenna Mesholtim boy. That a person gets angry, all different types of Gehenna um, have dominion over him. So so. The Chobos Chaim says it means that a person who gets has kas tends to go down a um, slippery slope. So he ends up doing all the different types of errors. So this way he gets all the different types of Gehenna. So it's not the Pshadas, you know, we, you, we send them to the cold section, then to the warm section, you know, then the boiling section, you know, like, you know. It's because he's done multiple errors, but the root of the problem was that the person doesn't have, he's, he's, he allows himself to lose control. And he loses control, so one time he'll sell Shemar. One time he'll end up not being careful about what he's eating because he's just so angry, he just doesn't care. One time he'll uh, hit somebody, and one time he uh, might get drawn into a relationship which is inappropriate because he's not thinking straight. So every time, it, when, when the human being loses the, 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 the intellect and the, and the seichel being the arbiter of what's supposed to happen because he gets angry, we don't know where it's going to end up. So, um, so the Ramam sees that this is what where Moshe Rabbeinu was faulted. Uh, so I just want to, just thinking an interesting point about that. Uh, anger is predicated on an assumption. 
all anger is predicated on the assumption that it should go a certain way and it doesn't go that way. Right? Usually the point being, I deserve that it should go a certain way and it doesn't, therefore I'm angry. I deserve that you should listen to me, I deserve whatever it is. But there's always an assumption it's supposed to be a certain that, so the Psukim talk about that Yanlo Hemantambi, that the, the Bershim was, was distraught, that the Mashrena didn't believe in him. So the Mashrena's Madrega of Amuna, um, right? Mashrena's Madrega of Amuna would mean that if you live in a world where the Bershim is really totally in control, you have zero expectations. Because you're not the Malawas, right? Somebody else is in control, right? So anger is rooted in the, you know, the Rama says that the Vera was anger, or the punishment because he did he got angry. And um, the, the Psukim say, because Yan Lehemantabi, Hakdisheni. So where is that, what's the connection? The Muna which for Rashveda would have meant living with the Russian's presence being so real that the Russian was totally in control, it would not be possible even for a moment to have this idea of, well, I have an expectation of how it's supposed to play out, and therefore it doesn't play out the way I want it to, I'm angry. You're not the driver. So that the the result of Mushrabanu's the Rambam, this reaction which was at, which was inappropriate due to the fact that he was anger is rooted in a lack of in some according to Moshe Reynolds Madrega, some level of a clarity of a moon and be talking. And Kleiso saw this. So what Kleiso saw was 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 a terrible thing. Uh-huh. Right? Because if I had look at the person as a role model and then when things get difficult he he you know, as a role model of a person who has a moon and be talking, etc., and I see when things get difficult, that he doesn't have that. It undermines my whole role model, and my whole lesson, and my whole what I'm, what I'm striving for, and belief that I can accomplish it, and you know, belief that I want to try and accomplish it. So that was that, that was affected negatively. That Mershabeno should get angry means Mershabeno, in some way, lives in a world where he's the boss, and therefore he's upset that it didn't work out the way he wanted it to be because he's the one who has the right to have expectations. So what's going to be everybody else? How are they going to learn? What are they going to learn from that? They're going to learn, obviously, that you have a right to expect the world to go the way you want to. It means you're, not the, you're, you're, you're in the driver's seat. And that's the whole set of a moon is that you're not in the driver's seat. So it's a... I think that would be a, a way to understand, connect the Ramam's understanding that the Vera was the anger... And tying that into the sukkah, we yanlo himantim be the hakti sheni. Rashi says that the story was that he spoke to the rock and the rock didn't respond. Right. So based on that, he said maybe I missed. He he questioned himself, and he decided he has to go back to the approach of, of hitting the rock. Rashi says that there was a unique rock that he had to speak to, and. That rock didn't. He spoke to the wrong rock. But when it came to hit, he ended up hitting the right one because meanwhile the, the the situation had shifted, and the rock was supposed to be the the, the rock that he's supposed to deal with. Uh, now was the with the rock in front of him. Um, 
he hit her once. It only gave him a little bit of water because um, it wasn't expecting to be hit. It was expecting to be spoken to. And it hits the second time, and it, it gives a trans amount of water. Uh, um, so, the pshuta of the Gemara, of the Psukim is that Rashi, Rashi says, had you spoken to the rock, there would have been a Kiddush Hashem. If you didn't speak to the rock, you just hit it. Right, so, so that's what Rashi says. So, so what some of the first Rashi say that the question would be: People will say that the, the reason why it gave, gave out water because it was that was naturally it was a place where, if you speak to it, that's well, that's you know clearly a, a miracle. When you hit it, yeah, you you break through this material and therefore the water is able to gush forth. Uh, Doesn't have, so that there was a there was a total lack of an opportunity of Kiddush Hashem because people believed there was something which was seemingly natural. Um, so you have to think about this. I think you spoke about this a few years ago. You have to think about this, that it's, it's, it's illogical. There were 600,000 people in the desert. The men between the age of 20 and 60. 60. There was women and children and elderly people. So arguably you had a camp of, let's say, 2.5 million people. We'll, we'll call 600,000 households. Now, Chazal say that each... That, that each household, that each person left Mitzrayim, he left Mitzrayim with, 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 with donkeys laden with burden. Because I'll say each person had 90 donkeys. So is that an exaggeration? I don't know or not. Okay, but let's say. So you have 90 donkeys times 600,000 is 54 million. Right? Right. Am I, am I good at my math? So. Right? So you have 54 million donkeys in the midboard. So let's say it's an exaggeration. Okay, so let's say it's five million donkeys in the midpoint. It says they had Mikdarav, they had a lot of sheep. We also know they had cows. Right? Because the Pastor says that they're going to drink it and take a water. Yashka says, Ada will be wrong. You're going to feed the, the, the Ada and their animal. So arguably, we're walking around with 20 million animals, right? three million people. You're in the middle of a desert. And you you hit a rock, and out comes Niagara Falls. You say, "Wow, that just naturally was just there, just waiting to come out." And you just need one smack, and boom! It, it's not an ace; it's natural. I mean, you're an idiot. You know, it's ridiculous. Of course, it's it's, it's an extraordinary thing. Out of out of your middle of the Next thing you know, you you have Niagara Falls gushing through. You're you're, you're coming out. I mean, you know, the amount of water water you need. Right. I once said a cheshbon. Um, so a, a sheep drinks an, a, an average of a gallon of water a day. And when it's, la, when it's a ewe, which is nursing, it, it drinks two gallons of water a day. So, okay, so there's like, you know, yeah, okay. you know we say there was five million, five million sheep. Uh, so some of them were, we, so that's, that's seven million gallons of water for them, you know. And cows, a day, right, we're saying... Was the appeal? There's a little spring water coming out. I mean, we're talking yeah, about it's got to be a tremendous amount of water. Turn out the water. So, so, so what's Rashi says? The people would have said it came out naturally. Nobody would say that. Anybody who would stop to think for a second. But in in the in the optics, uh, you could convince yourself that it was natural. Though. You could. So th- th- that's the Taino Shabbano. Again, it was it was a minute Taino. Since there is some element of diminishing the nace right. by the fact that it was not speech, it was by hitting it, right. and therefore, to somebody who's 
who's obstinate, it's not clear. So that's also Moshe Rabbeinu's fault, even for that amount of, of lack of clarity. That's a mind-boggling thing to think about. What we're, what we're expecting, Moshe Rabbeinu. I mean, I, I I don't remember the numbers. I once actually looked up how much water goes over Niagara Falls daily. So it was less than Niagara Falls. Niagara Falls is a, is a, is a, it, a, it, it was Niagara Falls was some extraordinary number of of gallons which goes over the that goes over the precipice daily. Um, it's millions and millions and millions of gallons. Of water, but um, wow. So I think it came out that what, what I don't remember the numbers, but I think what Niagara Falls put out in like 25 minutes was enough to support the Jews in the midriff for a day. That was the amount of water. That's still a decent amount of water. That's still a lot, yeah. That's <laughs> still a lot of water. That's yeah, a lot. We need a lot of water. Okay, so um, then we have this extraordinary parish over here that Mashiach comes to Edom and he asks, he sends, he sends messengers to Edom and he asks them to allow Kalyasil to go through their land. Um, and uh, Edom says no. And Kalyasil attempts again. Right? We're not going to go off the path. We're going to pay for any water. We're going to pay for any the, the um, just let us go through. And Edom refuses. Right. Kaiso continues and goes to Sichon and Oig, and there's no. I, we don't have the same level of overture on Mashiavino's part. Rashi means now that there was there was an overture. Right. It's not explicit in the Pesukim, and. and then the Russian says, fight with them. So by Adam, it says, leave them alone. By Sikhan Roig, it says, you know, Alei Reish, go for it. Attack. So, um, so, the so, Pshuta uh, is that Adam was, had a right to the land. Sikhan Roig had, had, had acquired the land inappropriately. Adam had a right to the land. Till Mashiach comes, he has some level of it's from Lloyd, he has some level of rights to some of the properties which will be assigned to Israel. And uh, the Bershom gave him that right. So you can't shepherd with it. Um, but I saw Ipshat, LP, uh, maybe we call it allegorical, that um, Adam, we're living in Golis Adam. Golis Adam is this this long, long, long Golis compared to all the Golias. Other Golias, it's just like it's. So Klaisel is sort of standing by Adam and saying, "Let me let me go through to the promised land. Let's go to the final place that we need to be. Let's let's get to the end of the Mashiach comes, right? You know, at least in, you know, looking at it allegorically." And the answer is no. You can't. You can't, ru- you can't rush the process. Right. So, Golis Adam is going to be Golis Adam, you know, for, for the years that it, that that it continues to exist, etc. Um, but now, let's that, then um, that um, 
So Aaron's, Aaron's supposed to die. Aaron dies. The Anonia Kovid are taken away from Klaiso, and therefore they are attacked. Um, and um, Klaiso complains about the... Uh, they overcome, and Klaiso complains about the Mon. Uh, Russian punishes them with these Nechashim. And they go to this place called Ovis, and then they eventually have this war which takes place without their knowledge. Um, the Russian, the Emoriam are coming to attack them, and the Russian saves them from it. Russia brings that, that the Be'er then grabbed these bodies and, and brought them to floating to the to the mouth of Klaiusro in order to inform them of the Chesed Kodesh Baruch for them, and they sing a Shira. Shira lasts. Um, for a grand total of four psukim, right? which is compared to some of the other shiras, it's Yudzayin, Yudkes, Yudtes, and Kof. Yeah, look at that, I got it right. So I find this shira very fascinating. Uh, Partially I get to find it fascinating because I haven't really found anybody who talks about my problem. So which means I'm missing, clearly missing something because it was a good question. People, <laughs> people were talking about it. Right? Just uh, parenthetically, um, I was, uh, for many summers, I was part of this Yerche Kala program. I would say, I'd say a shir there. Um, so I wasn't officially required to go to the other other events. So sometimes, you know, just sort of like listening to the other events which are taking place. So they had a speaker there who was involved in creative parshanut, like explaining things based on, you know, his... Oh, creative, creative. Creative, right. So not based on, you know, any of the Risharnam or Akharnam, except <laughs> his own shop. He made it up. Well, he, you know, he had it as deacon, etc. <laughs> you know, and the, the person, one person after the shear was like very, was very excited about the shear. So he asked him what I thought. So I said, you know, nobody else says it. That, that, that bothers me. If nobody else ever said it, it's like, you know, what, why should I believe that this is correct? He says, you know, but the, the geschmack of a vort is the mechadosh your own vort. Uh. So I said, when I was a bucker, I thought like that. <laughs> that was my, my response. You know, your bucker is like really exciting. You think of a vort nobody else thought of. You get older, you get, you, you know, you get a little, you get a little more, little more circumspect. You say, like, why did anybody else think of this? Maybe it's because I'm the guy to figure it out. Nobody else figured it out. That's one possibility. There's also a possibility because it's it's probably not the right way to think. Look at it. And that's why nobody else went down that down, went that way. You know. So I'm much happier when I say a shot and I find that other people are saying it. They say, "Oh, that's good." I'm thinking straight. So he said, "When I was a bacher, you know, that was my thought process. It was geschmack to say a word that nobody else said." But you know, when I'm a little bit older, I said, like, "You know, like Rashi doesn't like this." And Aban, no, Saporna, Eben Ezra, no, Gerarie, Malbim, Kassava Kabbalah, Rav Hirsch, no, right, the Sasemis and the, the Pritzadik, no, and all those people, no. I thought of it, okay? Very impressive, you know, but... Uh, so I'm looking at over here at the, at the Shira, so, so they talk about a little bit like why did it happen now? Why they say the Shira now? This is about the Shira, about the bear Shamiyam, or the bear, which is no longer Shamiyam, but the bear. And they had the bear for 40, they had the bear for a long time, 40 years. 
So why are they saying a shear about it now? So Rashi says that the bear played the role of informing Klayashil about the nace of Rosh Hashanah and saved them from these Emoriyim who were hiding in these, there was a pass where they were going, Klayashil was going underneath and there was two raised mountains above and they were hiding in the mountains with a tent to ambush Klayashil, throw down stones, you know, etc. and attack Klayashil. The Rosh made these two mountains come together and they were killed. The people walking down below, clueless the whole, the whole story. Um, so Barsha says, you know, I made a chance of nace, and they don't know about it. They need, they need to say a shira in honor of the nace. So the, the bear w- found these bodies and brought them through its... They send these pictures. It's not about the little spring. There's this raging river pulling bodies, dead bodies along, depositing them around the, uh, around the, around the machina. So in response to that, Kaiso says the shira. So the shira is not because of the shira of the, of the bear itself, but what the bear itself was able to to, cl- to clarify for them. Um, but it's like so the psukim seem to indicate very much it's about the, the bear itself, not about this side benefit. The primary benefit of the bear is it's it's water. Um, and so I, I looked at some of the foreshim. They all go and they they, they approach it. Apijrush that the, the bear. This is referring to Torah. Torah is like is a, yeah. is this is this, is a wellspring, etc. You know, or a chaim or something like that, etc. Um, and others follow suit in that regard. So I don't know, and I don't want to say I think that this is, this is the pshat. Um, I don't know whether they said it was Shira earlier on. Maybe they did say Shira earlier on. But it doesn't, just because it wasn't recorded in the Torah doesn't mean they didn't right. say thank you. They didn't say Shira. So the question is, so why was this Shira recorded in the Torah? Um, so, again, I don't know whether this is Shira. I believe I just want to share with at least a, a thought process which, which I've been grappling with in my head, which maybe might be a way to, to approach this. Maybe not. I don't know. But Kaisa is, is talking, about, talking about the fact that this is a nace masmid. It was a constant nace. There was, immediately adjacent to this, we had a pause. It's ended and restarted. And then there was various different types of events which Kleisel had to go through. Things, okay, things have settled out a little bit. Got that behind us. Things have settled out. Bullock isn't here yet with Billum coming to try and curse us. Right? And we have the bear back. We lost it and we got it back. Um, it reminds you of how dependent you are on something. So you get something in the beginning, you're very appreciative, but you know, et cetera, et cetera. Right. You have it, and you, 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 don't, you don't remember what it was like not having it, and you sort of just rely on it. You're not as thankful for it. They lost it. The belt says there's a line, Achimus Kedashim Emor, you know. Nor the Psukim, it's Achimois, then Parshak Doshim, it's Parshak Zamor. After the guy's gone, you say, Achimois, after he's dead, you think, Ah, oh, he's such a tzaddik, he's such a Kaddish. Kaddishim Emor. When he's alive, ah, that always for that, that good, good for nothing. You don't appreciate him. When he's missing, you say, Oh my gosh, look how much he did for us. So, Kaisa was forced to think about the benefits that they had from this bear for 40 years, which they had, had seeped into their, into their consciousness that this is called normal. You know, they lived in a supernatural world, but that, within that, there was, I had a right to expect every day that there's going to be water. 
Who said you're right to expect that? And now the, the, there's not. Well, you're, living in a, you're in a midbor. Like, what do you expect? No, I, we, we, there should be water. So they got all upset. So I, I'm not judging. I, I don't know what it means to be in a midbor. Realize that, you're, that you have no water for yourself, for your family, for your, for your animals, etc. That's a fairly scary proposition. What? Yeah. Sheep doesn't have water now. Right? <laughs> it's, a, it's, it's, a par, it's, a par, it's like a Parsha event. Right? <laughs> Um, and then we're going to turn the water back down. We're going to really appreciate water more. Um, so, it was a time to stop and think about how much they had benefited from the water over many, over 40 years. So 40 years of time that they benefited from this, this water. They needed, it was, they were forced to stop and to address that at this moment. Again, I don't know that it's shattered or not, or at least it's a regular I'm taking out of of, of the psukim, but um, at the end we have one, one, one last thought. So the, the um, so they go to Sichon, and Sichon comes to, to, to attack them, and the in regards to this fight, Alkenya Ramoshlim, that So Chazal Darshan this this pasuk that's not referring to the fight against Sichon. It's referring to Al the people which have learned to overcome their Yitzhahara. They all say, Bo Cheshbon, let's make a Cheshbon and Nefesh. Half the Mitzvah connected, Scharah, Scharah, connected, Satan. Think about true values. How much do you gain by doing a Mitzvah? How much do you lose? How much do you gain by doing an Avera? How much do you lose? I had a conversation this week with, with the individual. Um, he asked me about a situation about signing a contract, etc. There's an element of, it wouldn't have not been MS. So he said, you know, I don't think it's mutter because it's not MS, but I just want to make, you know, is there any, am I missing anything? Is there any point where I'm missing? And he didn't. And obviously, it, it was a question of a loss of a significant amount of, of money. So, so I said to him, you know, um, you should focus on that the, the not only the gain in Elam Habor that you, you gain for overcoming this Nisoyan, but even in this world, you benefit from it. So he said, what I benefit from in this world? So I see plenty of people do this all the time. Because I work in the business world. People are lying left and right all the time. So what's the benefit in this world? So the benefit is you perceive yourself differently. You, you, you're not going to allow yourself to be do certain things because I'm, I'm, not, I'm not a person. I have, I have principles. Um, he says, you know, basically I see it is that, that the benefit is that I followed Hashem's word and that's it. I don't have any other benefit than that. The same thing, a lie, I don't lie, it doesn't make a difference. So it's very sad to me that he said that. I mean, I'm very happy that he has the strength to say, but Kirsch Berkel says, no, I'm going to follow that. Um, and appropriate, you know, appropriate, that, that tremendous, there was a loss of significant amount of money. I mean, significant amount of money. Um, especially for, he's not a, wasn't a rich person. Isn't a rich person. Um, but at the same time, the definition of self is extremely important. If I look at myself as being a person who really doesn't, you know, these things aren't important to me, just what, what can I do? There's a very early over the world, I gotta, I gotta listen. And that's what you're doing it for. Eventually, something's gonna slip. Um, it's a slope. Some people will go down the slope more quickly, some will go down the slope more, more slowly, but it's a slope. 
Right? And he's he by making this decision to put Kodesh Baruch Hu's rotsin in front of his own, ahead of his own, is push, changing, preventing someone going down that slope. That's a tremendous benefit. But you don't realize the problem until you get to the bottom, because it happens gradually and it happens not obvious. Right? So so says about these these psukim like this. He says Marshall that there was a um, a pavilion which was placed in the center of a maze, and the pavilion was raised up. So the people in the pavilion could look out over the over the, the, the maze and see what are dead ends and what are the good paths. But the people walking through the paths, they all look the same. I don't, they don't see any benefit of one path over the other. So a person who's intelligent listens to the people in the middle who are giving him direction, turn right, turn left, don't go there, go here. Okay. And the person who's not interested figure, he'll figure out on his own. All the paths look exactly equal. They all look the same. I don't see any benefit from going taking one path over the other. But the people which are intelligent, the Rishon says, the the Moshe and the people which have learned to overcome the Yitzhar, they're the people you want to listen to. I always have this uh, fascinating question, like, like these people have these, write these get-rich-quick books. Um, what's, what makes you an authority in that? Right? Well, because you made a lot of money selling this get-rich-quick book. Um, that's, that's why you have money. That could you not be a good investor, you know. Go to the experts, you know, to find out how to get money. Now, I'm going to figure out better. The Mushroom of Yitzram, these are people which have reached the state of life that they are over, have overcome the Yitzhahara. That's quite a group to listen to. Boil Cheshman, let's make it, let's make it Cheshman. Cheshman and Ephes. People need to, Mr. Shrum understands it means the person should make a personal calculation of how he's doing. What are my goals? How well I'm doing visiting my goals? And that should be done daily. Preferably twice a day. When you get up in the morning, what's the plan for the day? And then a post-mortem at the end of the day. So that's, and, and you're going to calculate in that process the value of, of, of mitzvahs against the loss of a mitzvah and the value of a, the, the loss of error against the value of the error. And then you'll keep on the straight and narrow where you do that. It's interesting, Ritwerski points out, it says, Bo Cheshman. It's plural. It, it's done as a group. It's done with, with, with another individual helping you. Because when you're by yourself, you can commit yourself of anything. I'm really doing. I'm doing pretty good. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just it's just one more. Just tomorrow, things are going to really start getting pick, picking up. It's going to be great, you know. Yeah, I am. You know, I'm really sticking to my plans, etc. Like, well, that's not true. But you know, you can convince yourself anything. You have an objective person there says, you know, Yankel, you know, it's not going. <laughs> you know, you're not sticking to your plan. Right. So it says, Bo Cheshwin, let us, let us, us make this calculation. As he suggested that, that it's, you know. That the the the, the psukim are indicating this idea of, and w- because it's in a group, so you can you're forced to make an honest cheshbon. You can't fump it to yourself. So I, I thought that was a fast, that was a very very good point. Okay.